Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. The Boston Red Sox say goodbye to Heim Bloom, Chief Baseball Officer, no more. Is it a mistake or is it the right decision? I think you can actually make a case for both here because what did he have to do? He had to get under the luxury tax. When he got there, there were some contracts that he inherited that were bad contracts, look bad. Uh, They have worked their way out of the luxury tax. He needed to build up the farm system. He did that. So whoever takes over for Hein Bloom is built up for success, and I hope sends him a Christmas card every year for what Heim has built there in Boston. But at the same time, this is a Red Sox team that, look, if they finish in last place, that is last place every year except for 2021 with Boston. And... That's just not going to be accepted regardless of the circumstances. You could say that Bloom got a raw deal here, didn't get a fair shake, and I would I would agree with you. I would be in agreement. You could say, nope, don't care, don't like anything he did here. Good riddance, goodbye. You traded Mookie Betts. You did nothing to bring Xander Bogarts back. In fact, all you did was infuriate him. Nate Evaldi didn't want to come back. The Trevor Story situation it was just weird. You had Xander essentially recruit his replacement while you were messing around with his contract extension, offering him far below what he was worth. So you may say, good riddance, goodbye. I never want to see you again. Or maybe you are feeling like Heim needed more time. We're going to talk about that again. Welcome into those who are live. I am very interested. Uh, Let's see, CWE, that was Dombrowski. I believe it went Theo, Charrington, Dombrowski, and Bloom. Bloom coming over from Tampa, hired back in October of 2019. First real act of duty was trading Mookie Betts, and that may go down as one of the worst trades in the history of baseball. We have the 
Word from the Red Sox on the deal. While parting ways is not taken lightly, today signals a new direction for our club. Principal John Henry said, Principal Owner John Henry said, Our organization has significant expectations on the field. And while Himes' efforts in revitalizing our baseball infrastructure have helped set the stage for the future, we will today begin a search for new leadership. I mean, okay, everyone who knows Heim has deep appreciation and respect for the kind of person he is. His time with us will always be marked by his professionalism, integrity, and unwavering respect for our club and its legacy. The search for new baseball operations leadership will begin immediately. In the interim, the day-to-day operations will continue under the direction of O'Halloran and assistant GM Eddie GMs, Eddie Romero and Raquel Ferreira and Michael Groupman. Now, I have not always been in agreement on what Heim Bloom has done, as I think a lot of you are probably in that field with me on that. But what he did getting them down out of the salary, I think they're 11th this year in spending. We've got a farm system that is rebuilt. He did what they he did a lot of what they asked him to do. What he hasn't been able to do is win. Now, that is partially on ownership as well. Giving him the money to go out there and bring in and sign key free agents. They just did not really want to do that. Now, he inherited some contracts. Nate Evaldi, uh, Chris Sale, that the team wanted to get out from underneath. And, and you know, they still have this Chris Sale contract. But they, because of that, weren't going to be able to re-sign Mookie Betts, so they off goes Mookie Betts in what might be the worst trade in the history of baseball under Heim Bloom. They got literally, they got Alex Verdugo back for Mookie Betts, who's a Hall of Famer right now, and they got Alex Verdugo, and Alex Verdugo is probably going to be gone. That's why it's tough to trade those kind of players, right? Because you are constantly going to be judged forever until that player is is dead and gone, retired, not not on the field anymore. Until Mookie Betts is gone, that is going to be in the back of everyone's mind. I remember when he was with the Red Sox. And Mookie this year has said multiple times that he his first priority was to stay. He preferred to stay in Boston. You hate to hear that if you are a Red Sox fan. You 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 obviously want Mookie here. So but but again, did Heim get a fair shake here? Again, that was his first duty, essentially, in the chair was to trade Mookie Betts. Are you kidding me? That is a tough, tough first act. And I would argue that this year, I don't know, hasn't been that bad. The, the, the Boston Red Sox are 73 and 72. You could argue overachieving on expectations that were set out coming into the season. I'm pretty sure that all of the over-unders out of Vegas were under 500. And they're at 73 and 72. And until a, I don't know, about a week, week and a half ago, the Red Sox were still hanging around that final wild card spot. So to just jettison him at this point... I, th- I guess you got to do it because what happens if you 
take on the Yankees or, or you finish this series, you win this series against the Yankees, things are feeling good. You, you maybe maybe you don't feel like you can let them go. I don't know. I don't think that that plays a role. But regardless, this is kind of an interesting uh, time to be firing Heim Bloom. Why not wait till the end of the season? Obviously, you think about this, you want to get to a point where you are you're going to have your replacement in place as free agency gets started and player movement begins, trades and free agency and any decisions on current free agents and and negotiations there. So you want to have your your new guy in place for that. This is a tough time because again, who's available you're going to have to go are are you going to be able to cherry pick from other teams right now or is there somebody sitting on the sidelines that you're hoping to get but 73 and 72 this year obviously in, in that's not what you're looking for that's not what you're expecting for the Red Sox but it's kind of what you're expecting and then some better than this season because Bogarts was gone. Avaldi was gone. Just seemed like this team was getting set for a reset year. And then in 2022, a 78 and 84. Disappointing season. In my opinion, the time to, to give Heim Bloom the boot would have been this past offseason. That because that would have sent a clear message that what the what we did last year is unacceptable. But they're probably going to, they will be finishing with more wins this year than they had last year. 2021, they made the playoffs, 92 and 70. A good season was had. 2020, his first year, COVID year, last place, 24 and 36. Are we going to beat him up for finishing last? We don't want to give the Dodgers any credit for winning the World Series in 2020. So are we really going to apply weight? To what anybody did, if we don't want to give the Dodgers credit for winning the World Series, are we going to beat Bloom up for finishing in last place when they played 60 games? Is that fair? I don't think so. In the end, he will be remembered for the Mookie Betts trade, the disaster, and letting Bogarts walk. That is what will be remembered in this Bloom era, as short-lived as it was. He tried to, it seemed like, bring his philosophy from the Rays to the Red Sox. And some of that works well with Boston. But I think he brought too much of it. You are in a market with a ton. A, you, you have a lot at your disposal. A lot that many other markets and franchises don't have. You have access to a lot there. And they were not able to get it done under his watch. So they're going to move on. Again, is this a mistake? If you want to say that, look, he built up the farm system. If you go take a look at, I mean, he's been there now for almost four years. So, okay, you look at the top 25. Those are going to be all his guys for the most part. Rafael actually is not. That came from the previous regime. I believe that came from Dombrowski. But Marcelo Meyer, Nick York, you've got Blaze Jordan. There are some nice pieces. And again, this 
team, this organization is set up to have Mickey Romero. They're set up to put a good product on the field. And and the team this year, considering everything that he was dealing with, Justin Turner was a good signing. Justin Turner was a good signing. Masataka Yoshida was a very good signing. They did some good things this past offseason. Now, again, the Bogarts thing was a, was a mess. They did bring back and they got extended Devers. That was a big success. So the way things were going with the right offseason right now, this upcoming offseason, under Bloom, I felt that the Boston Red Sox were set up to compete for the division again. We looked at it a couple weeks ago. The pieces that have made an impact this year that were not impact pieces in years before last year. Cassis, Yoshida, Bayo. There's more. I'm blank. I'm I'm losing. Where, where where's my there's you've got pieces here. Justin Turner, and Justin Turner could be back next year. I don't think Justin Turner fits into the fold long term, but you add those pieces with Trevor Story, who a full, a healthy full season next year. You have uh, Rafi Devers there. You bring in one or two key free agents this upcoming offseason, and all of a sudden, Red Sox are putting together something that is formidable, something that you can go out there and compete with. Cutter Crawford has been a solid pitcher this year. Nick Pavetta's been up and down. Tanner Houck has not taken the step I think I expected him to or others had expected him to. Raphael is another name. Duvall's another name. So you're you're building a team that, again, Nick, what Bloom had put together this year as much of a mishmash of a roster as, as it appears to be, it was kind of getting the job done. They're above 500. Now, just being above 500 is not acceptable, right? This is, we got to be, we got to be going for the division, but that's, that's unrealistic this year. That's un, that's a completely unrealistic goal for this year. Next year, that's the goal. And if you are out there with the names that I talked about, with Cassis and Yoshida and Story and Rafaela, who's going to be fantastic, you get Duran back, a free agent or two, you add more to that rotation, Bayo, Crawford, go out there and sign Aaron Nola. Go out there and spend money this offseason. Now, careful, don't repeat past mistakes, but... It feels like the Red Sox are right there next year. And again, whoever takes over, good for you. Good for you because you're set up for success. This would be a very appealing job, in my opinion. So, is it a mistake? I feel like this team is going to succeed next year. And obviously, Boston looked at it. I, You have to wonder, does Boston know that next year is a winning year. Which would mean you're married to Bloom for a while, right? And you don't want you don't want that. Is that is 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 there something is there between the lines is there something here? 
This team's overachieving this year. This team has the pieces, has some young stars. Tristan Cassis has crashed the AL Rookie of the Year party that Gunnar Henderson was throwing. Brian Bayo has been a very nice pitcher this year, his first full season. Yoshida was a great addition. Story's just getting back. You you make a couple of moves uh, this, this upcoming offseason, and all of a sudden, Boston's back in the mix for the division. Moves this upcoming offseason that anybody could 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 figure out to make. Did they look at the scenario and say, Yep, we think next year's gonna be good. We don't want it to be good with Heim Bloom. We want it to be good with somebody else. We want to start and enter this new championship winning window with somebody else. Bloom's not the guy. So in that instance, is it the right call? Is he not the right guy? This team was supposed to be competing. What's happening this year sort of built up last year. Last year was a 78-win season. That's not acceptable. So even though I say that this team is overachieving this year, they massively underachieved last year. So you have to consider that element to... It's not just what's happening right now. It is what's happening. It is what happened last year. So is this the right decision to move on from Bloom for this, the the, the two years? It's not a one-year thing. It's a two-year thing. Peb Metz, thank you for the donation. I appreciate that. I believe it is a mistake to let Bloom go. It takes time to get results, and it appears the Red Sox are ready for that to happen. I feel Bloom will be able to help another team. Thank you for that donation, Pet Mets. I really do appreciate it. That just happened. Yes, it did. Thank you. Oh, I got to move some things around, don't I? Um, thank you. Yeah, I, you can sell me very easily on it's a mistake. The whole right call thing is more about future, things that maybe we don't see, things that are internal that those guys are like, no, we we can't do this. Maybe Heimblum is in those meetings saying, no, 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 we don't want to, we don't want to spend. We need to focus exclusively. No. And and maybe something we won't we won't know maybe it took some major arm wrestling and twisting to get the devers deal done we don't know that right so i feel like from everything that we see everything we have access to everything we know you could argue it's a mistake more than it is the right call there had to have been things going on behind scenes that we just didn't see because they are set up for success i believe a a a person with Little baseball knowledge could be the GM next year, and the team is going to win 90-plus games. The way the roster's set up right now, and again, just go out there, treat it like a fantasy baseball team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go sign Blake Snell and Aaron Nola, and let's go win the division because Rafael is going to develop, Duran's going to continue to develop, Yoshida's going to develop, Cass is going to develop, Devers. This is, do you see what I'm saying? Why did Boston not want to go through that phase with this with this man? Unless there are things that maybe we don't know, we didn't see, we're not privy to, that they didn't like. 
This Red Sox team seems like it's got the pieces to go. Ricardo, yeah, I'll sign up. Hey, where when does the where does the interview line start? I'm gonna go get in line for this interview to re- replace re- replace uh, Heim. Now, the other question is, what is this? And Marcelo Myers is going to make a, make an impact on the team next year too. That's another element. Blaze Jordan, Nick York, they're all coming too. This Red Sox team is going to be really good next year. Why didn't they want to go through that with Bloom? Something's going on. That's all I can say. Something must be going on that we don't know about. Again, the Mookie thing, that's a bad look. Universally, that's a bad look. The Bogarts thing, that's a bad look. The fact that he even had Bogarts recruit essentially his replacement and even the whole Trevor Story situation. When Red Sox fans, wouldn't you rather have Xander Bogarts than Trevor Story? I think that's a yes. And what does this mean for Alex Cora? What does it mean for Cora? Is he a goner? Because he oversaw this whole thing, right? It, does this mean that Cora is probably on his way out at the end of the season? I think that could probably depend on how this team finishes. If this team rallies the rest of the way, and and it is obvious that these young players that are coming up respond well to Cora. There's a good relationship there. There's a bond there. I think you stick with him. And it also will depend on who else is out there. Are we looking at a Mark DeRosa thing from Team USA? Is Yadier Molina, who is is coaching uh, Team Puerto Rico, is he interested? Um... There's there's certainly many options that that will be available. Do are they viewed as better than Cora? So this is a really interesting situation here with Heim Bloom. I'm fascinated by that sort of behind the curtain element, right? This team's going to be good next year. This Boston Red Sox team right now. I would I would give you an over under of ninety on the Red Sox next year. I feel like that's a solid number to bet on. And if you took the under, I might feel like I'm making some money on that. I'm telling you, this Red Sox team's got 90 wins in them next year with the development, the continued development of these players, with the guys that are coming, Meyer, York, and Jordan, and the free agent or two that they go and they add into the mix. I think that this Boston Red Sox team, hey, call me crazy. Call me crazy. I tend to get, I'll get out ahead of things. That's the way I work. I like to get out ahead of things. Pittsburgh's got more life, right? This Boston team has more life than anybody thought it would have, right? Ratchet, you've got 88. I think that this Boston Red Sox team could win 90. They are looking at... What's the record right now? Um, Where'd my screen go? The record right now is 73-72. and 72. This Red Sox team could get to 80 this year. And they're going to be better next year. Let's see, who's a free agent for the Red Sox next year? Uh, they're this upcoming offseason. You've got a club option on Kluber. See ya. That'll be $11 million saved. There's a player option on Justin Turner. He's probably going to opt out of that. Duvall is a free agent. Paxton is a free agent. He's done. Those are the key pieces here. Mondesi was a... I mean, did he even dress? So you have those 
are the pieces that are walking out. The only one they would miss would be Justin Turner. Again, that is if he decides to decline his player option. I think you missed Duvall too. But there are some significant pieces that they could add via free agency. So I think this team could get to 80 wins this year. That's seven more wins. So then we're looking at a 10-win increase year over year, and I can definitely, CWE will have to split the difference. I can see them getting 10 more wins year over year with the development. Now, 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 this requires them to go out there and make a splash in free agency, whether that's Nola or Snell or somebody like that. This required, or, or one of the international pitchers, this requires them to probably add a bat as well. And then you need the young talent to continue to develop. I think Masataka Yoshida will have, I mean, he's had a nice year this year. It's been a little slow lately, but I think Yoshida will have a bounce back year next year. Not a bounce back year, but a another step forward next year. So Yoshida is going to be, in my opinion, even better. What's Suzuki's numbers? Because this is think about Hasong Kim in San Diego. Year two, he started to blossom. Suzuki is absolutely killing the ball right now. We're just seeing a we're seeing these 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 hitters that are coming over. They're taking a about a year or so to, to to sort of round into sort of what we expected. Yeah, we have an, we have an OPS right now. Suzuki's OPS last year was 770. It's at 817 this year. He's already driven in more runs, hit more home runs, more doubles. Everything is up over last year for say Suzuki. Hassan Kim's numbers are up. I would anticipate that Masataka Yoshida's numbers are going to go up as well. This Red Sox team is going to be a, a better team next year. Again, no matter who's in the front office. CWE, I don't know that. I truly, honest to God, don't know that. I wish that, but I don't know that. I wish they would be. I cannot con- I cannot confidently say that because this team is a... This Blue Jays team is a mess. Uh, Zach Heimblum needs a small market team. Exactly. He wants to build a strong farm uh, and young talent. Boston has money to spend to get big names and spend for a one-year push. That's the thing. And that's what it felt like was happening this past offseason. I was killing Heimblum this past offseason because the way it started was Bogarts was on his way out. It didn't seem like they were going to ever get a Devers deal done. There was constant reporting about how far apart those two sides were. There was no real effort. Now... By the end of the offseason, they had made a ton of deals happen. But you saw, like, what's going on here? What, what are we doing? We're trying to run Boston like it's Tampa? No, you don't do that. It's Boston. You have you have assets available to you that are not available to other markets and franchises. So use those. And he wasn't doing that. Now, again, they got the Devers deal done. So... I started to come around to Heimblum when Yoshida was playing well, when they got the Devers deal done, when you saw some of the young talent developing. It's like, okay, maybe he knows what he's doing. But apparently, John Henry and the rest of that ownership group was not coming around to Heimblum, and he's gone. Um, uh, uh, But I agree with you on the whole small small market team. He's, 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 whoever 
grabs him. If they need that farm system rebuilt, he's the guy. He's not the guy to be making the key decisions on the superstars, the Mookie Betts, the Xander Bogarts, even the way the Devers thing went down, how long that took. That's on him. There's others involved. Hey, there's others involved, right? The owner has to sign off on the deals. He's got general managers around him. He's got a lot of other people involved in this scenario. But it is his name. You know, it, it, he, he takes the heat for it. Uh, the Don, it's a mistake. I'd like to know if there were deadlines set by ownerships that weren't met leading to this. Maybe. I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, ownership, bloom, bloom, ownership, interactions, conversations that led to this. Obviously, right? That's that's a no-brainer. But what I mean is there's things that happen behind the curtain that led to this. What we have seen, I, I don't think the Mookie Betts deal was the re- is the reason or the Bogart thing is the reason. I think there's other things going on because... This team seems to have turned a corner. I think something good was coming. What set Bloom up to fail was they had the sale contract, the Evaldi contract, the price contract, and they were like, get us out of this. And he did, for the most part. So we got Bloom on the way out where he lands. I think the best thing for him would to be with a small market team. And who's next? Who's coming to Boston? We'll have to... Find out. Uh, it's a boy. It's your boy. Yeah, no, I know. The Cora thing, you get somebody new in there. They don't want Cora. Cora's out. That's the, you know, Cora's going to Cora's gonna go through the rest of the season. There's no doubt about that. I would not expect any Cora moves at all anytime soon. That'll be an off-season thing. But that's certainly something to watch. And if he is out there, who maybe wants to go grab Cora? 